0: Middle Cough. Hey, hey. This podcast and show is sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Recording this podcast on a Sunday night, Middle Cough. It's been a great weekend. You might hear Middle Cough's throat his voice a little deeper than usual today it's because him and his buddy john daly had a good saturday
1: <laughs> yeah you know the john daly's don't get me it was i i mixed a little beer in there too at a late night you know just befriended this guy named uh, john party country music star uh, i think he liked my brother more than me but we we had a we had a late one uh, and it was fun. Led by Tito's. I Instagrammed the, you see that thing I Instagrammed with the dude flipping Tito's bottles, pouring cocktails. <laughs> no. it, w- it was incredible. Uh, he was just, he was on fire. So I told him to do it and I Instagrammed it. Tito's I'm swear guy. So probably 3000 people at this party, uh, Valley party. So, you know, you got a lot of farmers When you think farmers, you think like beer and whiskey Tito's everywhere, everywhere, people, everywhere. I looked, people having Tito's Cocktails, Tito sodas. I ran into my cousin. He went with a Tito's and Diet Pepsi. It oh. adds a little flavor. He had me try it. I was like, ah, not bad. This guy, this guy was talented. This is a bartender. This guy was talented. Every uh, ran into uh, Tyler Bray, NFL player. He was drinking uh, Tito's. <laughs> Bo Sweeney, friend of the show, uh, listener of the show. Same so with Bo his Sweeney. friend. So if you're listening, his his dad, legendary Fresno State player. He played at Cal and in the Ivy Leagues. All Tito's.
0: Clovis West, is there a uh, is there an eagle in the House? Uh, was that? Yeah, you guys kept sending no, us those. You,
1: you know, I remember you telling me you went to the wedding. Whenever you go to these things, and you were so like it's inundated with Tito's. It really is like God. It is everywhere. Everywhere. I'm, not, I'm being I'm dead serious.
0: Yes, it is everywhere. Like we already knew it. It's the number one vodka in America. And you go somewhere, and people are making sure that they are getting Tito's and not something else. And we go, hey, it's awesome <laughs> to see. Uh, it's great to have Tito's on board. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we've had some people reach out that didn't know. Now, you know, if you, if you, uh, go to the uh, Tito's website, by the way, they got all kinds of spooktacular cocktails to mix it up this Halloween. Uh, but, uh, we like to go with the John Daly. Very, very, very simple, John. Uh, but so many great options. Tito's is better. It's just, it's better, John. Six times distilled in copper pots, not columns, more labor intensive. But Tito himself knows it's better. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored. Responsibly, keep sending us pictures of you enjoying your Tito's. Podcast also brought to you by my bookie. Promo code ham in the number one. Well, we're now On fire. the ham lock of the week has won four in a row after the Niners got that week one Lions push and something else happened week two. We have one four in a row with the Lock of the Week. Where we make the Lock of the Week, it's 300 bucks per week that we're doing on the Lock of the Week. Uh, we do it at mybookie.ig, promo code HAM, and the number one. Don't forget, you can use HAM1. You can decline the bonus if you so choose because you do have to bet the full amount that you get uh, from the deposit and the bonus. If you accept that bonus before you withdraw funds, or you can decline the bonus. But either way, HAM1, let them know that we sent you.
1: Yeah, mybookie.ag promo code ham one. Pretty good. I I didn't realize you kind of tipped me off to it. Monday night football uh, is a really good game. Um, Bills Titans in Tennessee. Uh, Bills minus six on the road. Like that's, you know, I I kind of like the Titans in that spot plus six, but I don't know quite their the injury status. I know Julio and AJ have missed some time, but if those two guys are playing, that should that's a good that's a really good Monday night game. Uh, mybookie.ag promo code ham one, that's where you should make your bet on Monday Night Football if you want to gamble on Monday Night Football, which, you know, uh statistics show that a lot of people bet these standalone games. So I'm, get on it.
0: And John, I'm pretty sure the Thursday night game is okay, it's Broncos Browns. I take it back. So if you want to get engaged in that game, mybookie.ag promo code ham one is a good way to get into Browns Broncos. John, that's a that's wow. A good so the
1: Browns, that that's a big game for those two teams, I mean, both of them are f- kind of falling apart right now.
0: Yeah, I mean a bigger game, I think, for the Browns because I think they might actually be good. the The yeah. Broncos aren't going anywhere.
1: No, with it Teddy. looked like uh, Baker's torn labrum. Thought he like re ripped his entire shoulder, but then he came right back. Tough little guy.
0: Are people going to be able to avoid comparing Baker Mayfield and Sam Howell? Sam Howell tried to fight somebody I saw. I saw some highlight for the North Carolina game. He's, like, shoving somebody around. I'm like, this guy is just doing a bet. Ba- he looks like Baker. He's a little shorter like Baker. He's got the face like Baker. He's got the muscle. Not, the even, not even
1: close to as good as Baker, though. <laughs>
0: not not even close to as good as did, Baker. Did they did uh, Miami win that game? I'm pretty sure Miami lost that game. Let me check okay. the scoreboard that's, that's, here. But I,
1: yes. I, I thought they lost, too. Cause I saw a bunch of you know you just follow enough people on Twitter, you get a retweet from one of their famous NFL alumni. Like, I'm tired of this shit. You know, it'll yeah. be like Michael, Irvin out of left field, or it'd be like Ed Reed, like this wasn't acceptable. My my what? heyday. That's how that's how uh, uh, Clay Helton got
0: fired, right? Keyshawn that had enough.
1: Yeah, you just you get some of these guys that like uh, they, they just they just want to watch their their squad on Saturday ball, and when you lose too many games, people uh, people flip, flip on you. I remember two years ago watching a real sports. I'm pretty sure Manny Diaz's dad is like the mayor of Miami or something like that. And it was like a big deal for him to come back The culture, his dad, the family roots. It's not going well. Uh, No, it's not. All right, John, here's
0: who it's going well for all of a sudden, a lot of people in the chat. um, A lot of people in the chat are, are are hot on the Raiders. We made the Raiders our lock of the week this week. Full disclosure. If you missed the show the other day, I wouldn't say we were overly confident. But part of it was we just wanted to root for them, given everything they have been through. They were underdogs. They won. They dominated. And uh, it was quite, a, quite an impressive display, not just a football, but I, I think you'd have to say also of leadership, given what happened with John Gruden, and that he's not only their GM and head coach, but their play
1: caller. Yeah, I would say on the most basic level, they kicked their ass. I mean, they just they took it to them. And the Broncos, for a team that's, what would you say, seven wins probably at the end of the day, maybe six if Teddy doesn't play that well. But they they have a bunch of talent on their team, so it's not a team that you just, you know, they're not the Jacksonville Jags or the Houston Texans, right? I mean, they're a team that if you play well and do what the Raiders just did, it was the final score, they they won by 10, that felt more like a 20-point game. Like the Raiders really kind of executed them in the third quarter. But that to me speaks to, this was a, you know an all-time situation it's just a, an unheard of an unprecedented situation when you just factor in all the variables from the contract to the individual to the emails to how fast it happened on monday night uh and the one thing the players kept saying was like you know we do need to kind of like there's a lot of season left and they're three and two, they, they have good players but like when i watched all those players talk like I. We've all watched Derek talk for years. You knew that like he would humanize the situation. But we'll get into the coach in a second. But they they're two of their best players. I mean, their best player, Vic Fangio, who is an all-time curmudgeon elite defensive coordinator and is not a guy to heap praise on anybody, told the broadcast crew that he thought Darren Waller is a and I think this is like goes for non quarterbacks, a top ten player in the NFL. Like, that's pretty high praise from a guy that I don't think might hate quarterbacks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might include quarterbacks. Uh, but like Darren Waller is a recovering drug addict. Max Crosby was had an alcohol problem like these guys. Went to, ha- not, I mean, went to rehab last year, 2020, right? Yeah, I mean, it was I, I when that story came out. I don't think people realized, and even C said like what we were dealing with what I was dealing with individually and not letting people know like it was getting out of hand. And obviously the Darren Waller, you know, even Waller said, I wouldn't be on this team if it wasn't for Gruden. Both those two guys felt like Gruden favorites, clearly. I mean, Gruden said he was the best player he'd ever coached in Darren Waller. But like sometimes if you're a younger guy and Waller's a little older than Crosby, you just don't have that much perspective on life. Like if you're like 25 years old, you just don't. You have way more 10 years later, you go through so many things. Those guys have pretty, unique perspective for just being human beings and then succeeding in their profession, but especially Waller probably more than Crosby, but Crosby too. And just those guys, like that's a pretty unique setup for your leadership to have like two team captains with that background. And like when they speak and they, you know, especially Darren Waller, I don't think he's a, a loud talker. You know, when I say loud talker, like yeah. he's a very vocal guy, but clearly like, I think they said that he spoke a lot this week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's uh, it's it, I think it's really difficult to keep perspective in sports sometimes for everybody, not just the people involved, but the people, all of us, like everything, like how much does it mean? Right. People are throwing batteries uh, and bottles of mustard at, at Lane Kiffin. Uh, it's it's just it's there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of people, like I think that's the most, but there's 101,000 people at Neyland Stadium where Tennessee plays, right? So 100 people throw something. It's like, these Tennessee fans are nuts. Most of them were, I'm guessing, not, didn't bring mustard and weren't throwing golf balls at Lane Kiffin, right? The vast majority of them. Did a, gol- it,
1: did a golf ball get thrown
0: on the field? A golf ball got thrown, bottle of mustard got thrown, several things got thrown. But, you know, there's a lot been a lot of reaction about how awful Tennessee fans are, which whatever, I don't know, but... I only bring it up to say that I think we're constantly in sports trying to put things in perspective. And it might be as simple as like, you know, the conversations we have about things that are happening on the field. Those are easy. Like how good is this player relative to this player? How good is this season? How bad is this season relative to expectations? But when it's really real and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward and you've got a job to do, and you don't even know, I would imagine, like I think you saw it with Derek. I'd imagine you, It was the case with a lot of people, maybe in the building. Maybe some people just go, not not hard for me. I hated John, but conflicted on the inside. Like, how do I, what do I feel right now? Do I go, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Do I go, no, I love them. But then people say, how could you love? What do I do? What do I say? And how do I feel? Forget about what I say publicly. Just how am I supposed to feel right now? I don't know. And then you know the the dynamic with Carl Nassib. You you heard them on the broadcast say they requested to talk to him the TV crew uh, Saturday night. He declined. I don't blame him. Like wh- how do I feel? What do I want to say? Everyone the second he says something is going to
1: look to him for like
0: here's Carl Nassib's words. Lead us. Like uh, he might not know. I don't. I, I have no idea what he feels or.
1: or well, what don't I'm you saying. imagine with Carl Nassib this week? It wasn't just that like hey could ESPN get a sit down? It was like hey could CNN get a sit down? Hey. The Biden Harris administration has uh, a representative that wants to talk to you. Hey, Jesse Jackson's on the phone. Like, who knows? People coming, and he's like, "Listen, man, like, that, I, I didn't create this story, right? I, I, I feel really bad for him that he is getting put, and hopefully, it's not going to blow over because the Gruden, the elephant in the room, of Gruden's not going to go away. And given that, you know, he's the first openly gay. I guess, well, I guess he's not, huh? Because Michael Sam Michael was drafted. Sam. Yeah, yeah, but he's, you know. He's one of the first. I think he's, is know. he the first
0: player to come out while in the NFL? Maybe
1: I that's it. well. My, remember, Michael Sam came out while he was in college. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly uh, one of the first, but it's just a tough spot, and th- that's where going back to having those two guys with some pretty unique perspective, and then getting a head coach. You know, sometimes the interim head coach it is a tough spot, right? Like, who do you who do you put up? You know, do you just elevate one of your OCs or DCs? You just the special teams coach. They always say like that's the most logical one. He knows all the guys, you know, and it makes sense because they deal with offensive and defensive guys. They have and in theory an have some core. time on their hands. They, they they definitely have some time on their hands, uh, and they're usually, I guess, not usually. They're, every coach is different, so you know, it's, this guy seems like a really high level guy. I saw Portnoy tweeted something out that Booger McFarland told the Pardon My Take guys. You know, he played at Tampa for a long time. And I, I Googled during the game, I was like, where did Rich coach? And I, I didn't realize that he worked so long with John Gruden, like all those years in Tampa. And then when ta- when he got fired, he eventually, and he even stayed in Tampa after John left, he ended up with Jason Garrett. And then he left Jason Garrett to come with John. Like I think him and John are very, very close, like really, really tight. Obviously, they have a very, very good working relationship. I mean, this guy was the assistant head coach, but he's an older guy. And I I do think sometimes in this situation, like back to Waller and like having perspective, having age on your side, been through a lot, puts him in a position to, and and he's lucky, right? He has a defensive coordinator who is clearly pretty good, like Gus Bradley, right? His offensive coordinator has worked with Gruden for so long and Derek, like those guys together, that's where Derek's, you know, like the offense between those two guys, like they should be able to throw together game plans, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Derek, and Derek. If, if he
0: had to, Derek could probably call a game, right?
1: right? And I bet even when Gruden was there, Derek was playing a pretty big role. All all veteran quarterbacks, who are any good, play a big role in the game plan. I would imagine Derek's role is going to grow, uh, which is a good like he's been in the league and run football. That's like that's not his. That's not an issue for Derek. Like knowing football and knowing you know tendencies and studying. So Rich can kind of just be, I don't know, in this weird way, like a a father figured all these guys in in like a positive leadership standpoint. And, you know, he's equipped. You you and I were kind of bullshitting about this during the game. I was like, has an interim coach, because most times an interim coach takes over, it's a disaster, right? And even when it's not a true, true disaster, the moment you fire the coach, it gets weird. And a lot of times it happens closer to the end of the season. But... This has to be, the greatest interim job ever was Bruce Arians when he took over uh, for, you know, when Chuck, Chuck got Pagano. sick. And it turns out, like, that was an uh, enlightening moment to let us realize Bruce Arians a big boy coach. <laughs> and if the Colts could do that over, they would have just, like, elevated Bruce to the head coach and let Chuck be, like, the assistant head coach, right? If they could do that over, knowing what they know now, he would have been the head coach. And I think he lost to the Jets,
0: not thirty-five to nine, in his first game in for Chuck Pagano. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, because he went nine and three, right? Which means they were two and two before he took over. I'm just looking back at that season. Yeah, their fifth game was a loss to the Jets. So if if they were well, two, he, r- he
1: rallied the troops after that, but he it changed his career. Yeah, but he was all, but he was part of same it age, like- John.
0: He basically he was 60, 60 years old. I think Richie B is sixty one, so about the same age. Now different right in terms of their role on a team
1: obviously they had a rookie quarterback but that rookie quarterback was not a normal rookie quarterback (laughs) turns out he's like one of the great prospects in the history of sports and uh and they made the playoffs like this team for an interim head coach who gets to take over week six which is kind of unheard of for a team with a winning record uh like i think he has a good chance to be pretty good like i i I watch them today and go, I, how are they not going to go 10 and seven if Derrick can just stay healthy? Like, they should win double digit games.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they, and they should be a playoff team. Now, the new, um, it's hard to say shouldn't the AFC because I think the AFC is pretty good. Like, at this moment in time, you've got Cleveland and Kansas City and now also Cincinnati. The, the Chiefs too.
1: raise their hand like, we're not quite dead yet.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, Cleveland and Kansas City are teams that are not in.
1: Um, Cincinnati is a team that is in at this moment Ra- in time. Raiders did beat Cleveland, remember, last year. Kind of punked them in Cleveland, remember that? They, I yeah. know they missed the playoffs, but like I... I'm just saying, I think if you
0: look at the at the AFC standings right now, there are teams that are in that won't be in teams that aren't, that should be,
1: but... Yeah, like they have a game lead on Kansas City, but they haven't played them yet. But, they, but there's just a lot... Denver, you know, offensively is...
0: Like, that's not a – they're just not a playoff team. But that's okay. You took care of business today. You kicked their ass. Like, they didn't squeak yeah. by. right On the road after your they coach responded. got fired. Yes. <laughs> like, in a really dramatic, messy way. So, yeah, they do They do have a unique set of leadership people, right? I like Basachi trying to tell his wife not to come. He's like, no, 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 don't, don't come. She's like – I would just imagine when they showed her, her, thinking, like, the hell I'm not coming. I come to the games when you're the special teams coach. You think I'm not coming when you're the head coach?
1: Yeah. Like I love putters, but I'm coming to this game. <laughs> yeah. So. But guy, if they go ten and seven, let's say they make the seven seed, that would be the second time they made the playoffs in twenty years.
0: You get how an extension. These guy,
1: how do? But don't both guys stay?
0: Mayock and and Richie B. Yes. I would think they
1: would have to. If I was a betting man right now, because I do Unless think Peyton the Raiders. Wants the
0: job. Yeah, he doesn't. So. Romo, Romo out of the booth. Ten years, hundred million.
1: Aikman, <laughs> let's i i if i could recommend one thing to mark i'd be like you know let's just stay away from the hundred million dollar contract just just give out a three-year uh 12 million dollar deal mark (laughs) goes like six weeks at a time for example though like they have two weeks coming up now yeah before before they get the chiefs sunday night football actually in a couple weeks but eagles giants like is it inconceivable like you can never do this in the nfl but like they're they're better better than those two they're better could they be six and two yeah, they're better than those two teams. How big would that Chiefs game be if they're six and two? And hopefully, the Chiefs keep winning, and that NBC Sunday Night game, Al Chris in Vegas. Yeah. Remember, that's last year, one of Derek's greatest. I know there were no fans, but it had to be one of his best games of his career. Remember yeah. that game against yep. and Abram blew the coverage, and Travis Kelsey walked him off on touchdown. Yep, that is the one thing they have going for them. Is now clearly the Chiefs aren't as good as they've been the last couple of years, though. Like, as long as Mahomes is healthy and those Hill and Kelsey are there, the Raiders, the, the toughest opponent they have in their division now, you could say the Chargers also, but who knows? I mean, they're they'll they still got a ways to go. The Raiders do have confidence playing them because their quarterback and a lot of their players have beat them. I mean, they kicked their ass last year in Kansas City, yeah, and and um.
0: It almost—I wonder if Andy likes beating John more than he would like being Richie B. I bet I bet Andy loves Richie B. Feels <laughs> like his type of guy. Uh, you know the other thing. There was some dis- discussion in the chat about about Rugs being a boss. You and I have talked about Rugs a lot over the years and have not called him a boss, but have said they need him to step up. And he has become one of the best big play receivers in the NFL. I don't have the updated numbers after play today. I don't think, but. Um, uh, this I don't think this includes play today, but he's top eight in the NFL in, in receptions of 20 yards or more. That list is Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup, Mike Gasicki, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Mark Andrews, Tyree
1: Kill, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like, that's the group of guys. I like Gasicki, by the way. And uh, You yeah. kind of made fun of him, but I do like the player. I take him on my I, team. I uh, but, I mean, the, like... He's developed. They they have
0: here's a guy who did not have a great rookie year, who had a lot of pressure on him, both from within his organization and the fact that a bunch of receivers were taken after him and they were all better than him last year. And it wasn't that he didn't make a play here or there, it's that they could they weren't even throwing him the football. And now clearly
1: they trust him to make a ton of plays, and he's been making a ton of plays. Well, I don't think it was just they were better than him because obviously Jefferson had a historic season, but he was never in the mix for that pick. I think it was like everyone thought they were going to take CeeDee Lamb, and they went rugs instead of CeeDee Lamb, and we all said, well, CeeDee Lamb is the ideal guy Derek wants. And Derek is starting to treat Henry in a different way than CeeDee, though when we were talking earlier, you see he had a walk-off touchdown against the Pats. (laughs) I did see that, yes. (laughs) is that NFC's these, just <laughs> Derek, we've always, like, the, the analytic nerds always crush Derek for being, like, uh, you know, playing too close to Alex Smith. And it's like, I, bro, we watched this guy at Fresno State, even some of his moments with Crabtree and Cooper, he wants to just let it rip in man-to-man coverage. But I think it's probably, he's never had success. Now, granted, he's just never played with that type of guy, a smaller player like that. Right, So I I wonder if he was just hesitant. Well, this guy's winning 50-50 balls He's got a 42-inch vertical. His vert's insane, and his speed, his play speed is elite. And I think one thing we knew right away even last year, it's like John Ross, sometimes like that type player, you can just tell right away, like, this is not going to work. Where it didn't quite feel like that with Henry. It's like, you know, every team in the league would take this guy right now. This year, you're starting to see, like, this guy could be, you know, a 70- you know, 75 to 85 catch guy with every game, have a top off the cover type play, which is big for Derek because he will throw the ball into one-on-one coverage. Yeah, t- Take the top off the cover. <laughs> the ceiling is the roof.
0: And threaten Take the cover constantly. off the top.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Take the top off the defense. But like open things up offensively because it's such a threat. Right, he just like this is what you want a, a great players to do is they don't just make the plays they make, but they affect the game,
1: and it feels like he affects the game. Well, like uh, Noah Fant, yeah, I think it was the twentieth pick in the draft, and the thing he like hung his hat on was he was like this four three four four, he's hauling ass tight end, and he just got you know I don't really feel like his place now. It's not all his fault. His quarterback kind of stinks. But, like, Henry, you feel his speed. Like, his speed is lightning speed. Like, he's so fa- he's so fast that if you're not – your timing on your deep ball is not perfect, he has a lot of where he has to come back. And I think that would happen to most quarterbacks unless he, like, played with Josh Allen. Like, there, there aren't going to be many quarterbacks that are overthrowing Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Right? But isn't that part of the beauty of Ruggs, too, is, like, that he can come back to the ball and make a play? Like, that well, he, is what he, makes you – He actually you, has good ball skills.
0: Right? That's what makes you – a. Of top top 10, top 15 type player. Like, there are fast guys, but he's a really good receiver when the ball's in the air. Like, well, if the Raiders, in perfect if, situations.
1: If the Raiders didn't take Henry Ruggs at whatever, they took him at 11, I think, 11 or 12, there is a chance that he wouldn't have gone till the 20s. Like, I don't think he was a lock to go in the teens, especially with some of those other guys. He might have, but I it, it easily could have been. It was a risky kind of a swing for the fences pick. And this year, and definitely just the last several weeks, I think you're starting to see, like... I wouldn't call it, like, a walk-off home run yet, but it's definitely, like, at minimum, it's going to be a double. Like, really good. And more than likely, you're going to feel pretty good about the pick. Yeah, I mean, I... I be, because he is ne- he's never going to produce, like, CeeDee Lamb. And, like, when you look at Jefferson CeeDee Lamb, they are just getting consistently 9 to 10 and, like, 140s in a touch. Like, they... His is going to be more like five for 110, right? But that one or two plays changes a game.
0: Yeah. Well, Jefferson's a clear number one receiver, even if Ruggs is never like a top well, so you say number-
1: What do you say Lamb is, too? I know he's technically not on his team, but he would be yeah. on those teams. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do think Jefferson is just on another level. I'd put Jefferson a step ahead, above CD's. I, I, pre- CD. yeah. <laughs> I love CD. He's pretty sweet. Yeah. I love CD Lamb. But. My my point is like that's we can go back to the CeeDee Lamb point, but to make the point on rugs, he's playing with Waller, he's playing with Renfro, if Edwards, a run game,
1: car. Yeah. What? He has he has a lot more catches than CeeDee Lamb. He's sweet. Is Jefferson, Jefferson leading the league? Uh well Devontae was coming into today, but I don't know how many catches he had today. I don't well, think he I had saw that many. did you see
0: the well they, they called a the touchdown back that would have been pretty sweet had it counted. He did he did step out. I know, but it was just it was just cool. it was sweet, yeah uh what do you do today four for 89
1: who Devonte. is that right yeah jefferson had eight for 80 just casual he's got 41 catches i mean, I mean he's not even to like halloween i he's mean he's gonna so have 110 good. he's gonna have like 115 he's sweet
0: how many times you upgrade you trade a guy like Diggs, who's really good and you go upgraded cheaper yeah
1: Nor- more normal more normal.
0: At least you never know. Like you got to give receivers time; they can grow into it. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I mean, you you give them back to back hunter catch seasons. Like I, I can see. You know, I'd be Rugs has that type of personality. Like, could he have like a ten touchdown season? And start like walking in like with uh Superman capes and shit. Like, I, which I like. I mean, the, the NFL has thrived off guys like that, right? I hope. I don't Absolutely. know. I, I don't even think I've ever heard Rugs talk, but I hope he just kind of comes into his own. You know? Yeah. Because I don't think Jefferson is like that at all. Jefferson is not. He's very, just like, uh, he's wired like a guard. I just don't think he talks. He's just a very normal guy. I I can see rugs, though. Yeah, I think there's a little something there. Especially, I think, when you're a big play guy. Because those are the swaggiest plays, right? Yeah. Well, Deshaun, what is Deshaun known for? Going back and forth up the goal line when the guy's chasing him? Yeah. He Deshaun is better. I mean, Deshaun's one of the greatest speed guys in the history of the sport. And his, his skills at wide receiver were just so elite. This guy is more physical than Deshaun, though. You know, Deshaun was 165 pounds. Like, this guy, I don't know, you know, whatever he weighs in at 180. But he's jacked up. He, yeah. he just looks – he's just a little bit of a different type player. With that, like, clearly, like, him and Deshaun and, like, this short list of guys. Like, I'm the fastest guy every time I step on the field. Like, it's yeah. not even it's not even a question.
0: And I always has got confidence. Like, Deshaun had a ton of confidence, and it feels like Ruggs, I don't know that he didn't have confidence last year, but I could understand if it was just a, it was just difficult. Now it feels like he's got he's got confidence. Certainly, Derek has confidence. In well, him.
1: I also think the uh, major difference, too, with Deshaun, like, Deshaun should have gone, like, the top 20, but then his character stuff, Tedford crushed him, and he goes in the second round. So he came out guns blazing, and he already thought he was, like, the number one overall pick. I do wonder with Ruggs, like, did he, did he think he was going 11? And then all of a sudden you go 11, you're like, holy shit, there's a lot of pressure on me. Like that, I think sometimes when, right, when you're taking like uh, Nick is going four, Khalil Mack, like those guys, yeah, the whole time, everyone was telling me I'm going top five the whole time. Yeah. But when it's like, oh shit, Alex Leatherwood 17, and all of a sudden, like, God, I thought I was going to go like early second round. Now I'm like a 17th <laughs> overall pick. That's an added pressure that I think sometimes of people in your head, or like, because you don't know anything when you're training for the draft, you're just being told, like, hey, I think we're going to go in like 20s, you know, worst case scenario, we go like pick 35. Then all of a sudden you're sitting there with your family and you go 11th. It that that was one of the more shocking picks I remember that year. And it but it wasn't like people thought he was not good enough, like Cleveland Farrell. Whatever. It's like, well, that was that's a bold move. I like when bold moves hit. Yeah, the difference though is
0: that it felt the Rugs one. What did everybody say? Oh, it's an Al Davis pick, right? Yeah. No one said
1: that about Cleveland Farrell. No, people just thought like, is this
0: guy a second rounder? <laughs>
1: So Solomon I mean, people said it's Solomon Thomas. He's making plays now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a fumble.
0: But it's just, it's, he is, he is the other part of it is just fun to watch too. You know, he's one of the most I, fun players.
1: I, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good four, two guy that can catch. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they just can't like, they just never make plays. Well, and, and John, I think remember John Ross by like year three, they're like, do you think he can play corner? But also his quarterback was Andy
0: Dalton. Like, part of this is Derek did, does what people always beg quarterback, just throw it up and give him a chance. Like, Derek does it. He just throws it up and gives him a chance. And he throws as good of a a Texas leaguer as anybody, where it's just like, it's just, I'm just going to lollipop it out there and you, like, you have to really, you can run all over the place and go make the play,
1: center fielder. He He did to Waller today on one where he was running across the middle of the field. You know, Waller was at, like, the hash. Derek throws it, like, probably five yards inside of the out-of-bounds line, and Waller runs all the way across, and the DBs just chasing him, and he just catches it, and he gets tackled. It's, like, 34 yards.
0: The end zone cam on some of those throws is probably really fun to watch when you see really where the player was when Derek let go of the football.
1: I feel that's Derek's Phil Mickelson flop shot. Like, hey, guys, check this one out. (laughs) Because does he have to do that?
0: No, I do think it increases the chances if your player, you know, your guy sees the ball and is more talented, it just increases the chances. You are just giving it a wider kind of landing area, I
1: think. But could does couldn't he just throw a rope and hit the guy in stride? Yeah, but I mean the rugs ball, I, I'd be interested. The rugs one's one. deep, but the Waller one, he did the same trajectory as the rugs. Yeah, I that, just wonder. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of like I'm going to hit a flop shot. Like, I, bro, I just, just think hit a bump you, and increase run. Your, you increase your room for air. When you throw I, it high, I, I get it on the on the go route, but on some of these other balls, I just I wonder if he has to do it. But what are it's they like? The it's like do the opposite
0: of a flop shot. It's kind of like a bump and run. I think it just gives you more room for error. Yeah, and it kind of puts the onus on them. I'm just gonna put it out there. You just go get it.
1: It's almost like throwing a balloon. On the go route, it's gonna get you a lot of pis. That too. Yeah, maybe it's partly that. It's a good call. I know you were a fan. Did you see the NBA is like outlawed the uh, the pump fake? To, they, they're not calling it anymore. Do you think it it's a little different, but it's pretty unfair? Like you underthrow the ball and you get oh. rewarded? Well, there was one today.
0: Was it Max? Somebody got crushed. The quarterback got, maybe it was the Bronco Raider game, actually. The quarterback, was a Teddy, got crushed. And so the ball wasn't, you know, like if the ball's tipped, there's no PI. Yeah. It wasn't tipped, but the quarterback got nailed as he was releasing the ball. And so the ball just lollipop. And all of a sudden, it's not going to get to the receiver. So the receiver comes back to the DB. Yeah, it kind of feels like bullshit. I think it was Teddy, and it was a PI on the Raiders. Did you see they yeah. asked Russell about that, Russell Westbrook? They're like, Russ, you know, what do you think? Russ is like, yeah, not a problem for me. <laughs> like,
1: well, I don't shoot threes. No one guards me on them. So <laughs> no one's fouling me on threes. I, I, I do sometimes on, on some of the ticky-tack NFL PIs. With the is like in good position this is a shitty throw, and then you get yeah. 45 yards. No, I, I, I would not complain if they changed to the college of 15 rule. yards. Yeah, John. Before we go any further, let's tell the people about
0: liquidiv.com. Use the code ham at checkout for 25% off anything you order liquidiv.com, promo code ham. And I know this is a fact cooler weather makes it easier to miss signs of dehydration like overheating, like perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body properly hydrated. I'll tell you one adjustment I've recently made to my uh, uh, pregame routine, John, which is just my morning. G- water before coffee. Just let me get one water in before coffee. And um, you know, at liquidiv.com, promo code ham, you get the uh, uh, a hydration multiplier. So you put that in the cup of water. Now you're getting more hydration than one cup of water it gives you. For me, that's been a great way to start the day—pretty coffee.
1: Guy, yeah, when I when I walked back into my house today, I, I didn't think I was going to be podcast ready. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I didn't have it in me. I, I might have uh, it, my my lunch might not have stayed down. Oh, but then I then I realized that it's it's because of not that I drank too much. It's I didn't eat a lot yesterday, and I'm dehydrated. It's just the combo. Like that's uh, a hangover is just dehydration. Well, Liquid IV sent us a bunch of stuff because I was like, I don't have any Gatorades yes, or anything. I'm like, I'm too tired to go to 7-Eleven. I just finally got home. I was so happy to just hit my couch and throw on Bears Packers and just not move for six hours. And I realized, and I smiled really big and I poured it in there. And I, I did feel better. I There was a point in time it probably two-ish. I'm like, am I going to need to tap out of this? And then I, I, I'm i not bullshitting. Liquid IV uh, promo code ham, I, I felt dramatically better.
0: Yeah, well, the beauty contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana, healthier than your sugary sports drinks. That's that's a key to what you just said. Uh, no artificial flavors, preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. So grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or just go to liquidiv.com to get 25% off. Use the code ham at checkout. 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code ham at liquidiv.com dot uh, com. Also, John, you know, it's game week for the 49ers, and that means you can go to Puesto! Puesto, 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 baby! People keep sending us their photos of Puesto, Mexican Artisan Kitchen and Bar in Levi Stadium at Sections 110 and 129. Puesto, Puesto, Puesto. We've been there. We love it.
1: For a split second, I thought the game was on the road, but it's a home game this week. It is a home game. It's a home game. Uh Sunday night football. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. No big deal, kind of a kind of a big deal. Uh Colts got their mojo back, so if you're going to the game, check it out section 110 or 129. If you live in the East Bay, they have a restaurant Puesto in Concord. We went there 3 4 weeks ago. Fantastic. I need to go there again. I mean, I would slam some puesto we dog should We right should now. meet
0: up there soon actually.
1: Yeah, and then uh there's also one in Santa Clara right by the, the stadium, like right around the corner. So if you're ever down there for work during the week, uh, if you're going to the game, uh, check it out. Puesto. And then obviously they're in Southern California. These guys, big Niner fans, they're just great business people. Because yeah, their product are. is... Their product is really... I, I, I Let me say this. I think it's very, very difficult in 2021 to have like unique food. And it'd also be really good. Because I think a lot of people try to do different stuff. And we've all... I mean... Anyone listening to this in the food business knows better than me, whatever the stat is, like 9 out of 10 restaurants or 8 out of 10, whatever the number is, it's clear it's hard to make it in the restaurant business. And a lot of times people try to throw these curveballs and their tacos are just, they look a lot different than tacos that I've ever had. And well, they, they get that,
0: that oh. cheese layer under, you know, grilled inside the oh. tortilla.
1: It's just like, but, but even their guacamole, like they hit you with the little, uh, the squares of the cheese, like the Parmigiano Reggiano, that is just, that's a game changer flavor explosion in your mouth. It's so good. And the handmade
0: tortillas daily. Uh, the, uh, quesadilla taco, my favorite personally, the crispy melted cheese, the braised short ribs. What else do you need to know about a taco? Uh, several Southern California locations, two in the Bay area. Two in Levi Stadium. So if you go to a Puesto, send us a picture. If you're going to the Niner game, just swing by. Grab a taco, maybe uh, maybe a bang-bang margarita. They have a ton of margaritas. Section 110, Section 129 in Levi's Stadium.
1: Uh, it's great food. It's great food. Yeah. The Adler brothers are doing good stuff. Eric and Alex and the crew, they know what they're doing. Don't sleep on Eric and, and Alex. They are crushing it.
0: All right, John, let's talk about Trey Lance. Because as you said, the Niners play, I'd forgotten the Niners play Sunday night football. Uh, so, unfortunately, we're not going to get, you know, the Monday night game. You always get like a, uh, a Steve Young appearance. But Steve Young went on uh, KMBR and talked about Trey last week. And he said a number of things, including this he's awesomely raw. There's some stuff, but, you know, it's moving very quickly. Quarterback is about coming to a place where no matter how crazy, how intense, you quiet your mind. When your mind is quiet, you own the data, you own the moment. Now, It's not something you can keep doing running the football with him. Clearly, that was an effort to get him in the mix, which is obvious to me that he's not trusted, right? He's young, first game. Uh, Look, when I say not trusted, people are going to overreact. What rookie in his first start is trusted? What I'm saying is I don't want to put him in a spot spot where um, I get him on the run all the time and he's almost too comfortable. I'm paraphrasing now. He doesn't want him constantly just not even looking at receivers and pulling the ball down the run. In terms of getting to a place of comfort, he said it's a wonderful place to get, but until you get there, you're always trying to manage your brain being overwhelmed with data while trying to keep up running from play to play and the pressure of it all.
1: What was the word he used right there?
0: He said, uh, boy, he said something about trust and overwhelm. You don't want to be your brain overwhelmed with data.
1: Yeah. He must've said so, it nice though. Yeah. It, <laughs> Maybe it's just easier for him to say that stuff. Go, he is oh, Stevie he knows what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, it's just what we saw. Like he had a lot going on I, where I hesitate, you know, the the first thing he said was his talent or something is like uh, excitingly raw or something? Uh, awesomely raw. Where I just struggle, you know, and I think a lot of people, I, I guess these other shows that people listen to our show listen to that said we were too negative. Like, I, I just don't anoint that yet because I, I've been wrong so many times by doing that at the quarterback position. Like, it's why we didn't jump off the rugs bandwagon. It's like, I've seen enough. Like, I'm sticking with quarterback. It is so difficult just because you can run around or have a strong arm. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that much to become a great player, which I think we all want him to become. Like, this show wants Trey Lance to be sweet. I would love to be like, oh, what do you get to do 17 times a year? I don't know, watch Josh Allen 2.0. Like, that seems fun. You know what's cool? Uh, Bills fans right now, ask them if they're having a good time they are <laughs> like ask the chiefs fans what the last 4 years have been like ask the ravens what the transition like was from Flacco to Lamar how that's been going it's like that that's what we all want and as as two people that consume every single niner snap and then have to talk about it like i want the guy to be remarkable but it's just a lo- it's just a long way to go and i don't think we ever did this but i remember we wanted to do it and was kept getting pushed back like Kyle got shit on and listen i've been critical of Kyle just when I say critical, like it just feels like he's off. I don't really even know how to quantify it. Just his rhythms off. And he's also playing with Jimmy average and a rookie quarterback who is raw than the day is long. But like what, what Steve just kind of verbalized is that Kyle went into that game thinking my quarterback doesn't really know what's going on because no one would as a 21 year old who's played one game for like two years playing the NFL. Do you know what turns out that team that he had to start against? is remarkable they're awesome like they, they're not just like oh the cardinals are six zero. it's like they're kicking people's ass <laughs> you know they well are they well, you
0: and i had considered taking the browns this week against the cardinals in our uh, lock of the week and it was clear very early we made the right decision not doing that
1: well guy, i mean their their head coach test positive who's also their play caller And if you didn't know like if i didn't if it wasn't public story it never came out and you weren't really paying attention you just been like god cliff kingsbury just Kicked the Browns ass, right? Yeah. Wait, it was Vance Joseph? <laughs> and it just didn't matter. I mean, their team is stacked. And Trey, I, I give, I, I guess I didn't anoint, like I, I assume the guy had competitive character. I guess you have to learn by watching the guy play. But like all the stuff that they had studied on the guy, like that was not the issue. It's just going to be basic things of making throws, which it's going to be hard for Kyle just to go like, let's go three, four, wide and just let Trey just sling the pill. You know, like I don't think Kyle is gonna go, he's ready because I don't think he is. So he has to run this more of an elementary school offense, which then everyone starts freaking out. It's like, why are you running quarterback power? Because Kyle doesn't really think he can do anything else. Or not that he can't. And by the way, games, not all of those pl-
0: This is why I didn't buy the Jimmy Garoppolo conspiracy theory on the calf. It's because you don't force a player out of a game and then come out of the locker room and run four straight times with him like they did with Trey Lance
1: when he came in for the second half of that game. i did have that, to ask p- people in the NFL how impossible that would even be to do conspiracy theories like with oh, injuries well, on quarterbacks. That. Yeah. Because I do believe them sometimes, but it's like, is that sure. even possible? Like Trey Lance, they fake a knee sprain? Because I, I mean, listen, I I believe that kind of because I didn't see him getting... You actually said to me earlier like... today
0: if I could uh, say it before you say it on the, on the show... Would they have let him go to
1: Oracle Park on a
0: knee, a sprained knee? <laughs> well, you, like, you wouldn't uh, let him go walk around on a sprained knee. Depends how sprained the knee is, right? A well, light yeah, sprain. You, and a real sprain. Crutch, well, what, there's I, like crutches I, sprains, and there's just like, ah, not 100% sprains.
1: Right now, recording this Sunday night, who do you expect? If they're both healthy, which I think I, I'm going to assume they're both good to go this week, is Trey Lance the quarterback or is Jimmy Garoppolo the quarterback?
0: I think Trey Lance is the quarterback.
1: I do too. And w- w- the game that you see Trey Lance play against the Colts, do you think it's going to look more like it did last week in terms of the offense? Or do you think it's going to be like all of a sudden, God, they're just letting him rip. I think it'll look more like that one that we just And lost. I think if they were to lose, the freak out would be huge. But I understand it where Kyle's coming from because Steve just said, when you have a guy that – say that quote one more time. How do you define it? you define Awesomely raw. raw. Awesomely raw. It's hard to just, you know, let's let him throw forty eight times a game, especially when one of his knocks right now is is touched a little off with his loopy release or you're trying to play around it. But he, like, his throwing power is something that separates him as a player, right? Like his just pure arm strength is, it's pretty eye opening. Just watch him, just let it rip. He just doesn't always know where it's going. I think so. Uh,
0: Paul in the in the stream made a made a good point earlier. At some point you are bringing an inexperienced Trey Lance into a game. That's happening, right? The question is when? When are you doing it? Well, they just did it. And why wait? Yeah, well, they just did it, but they're going to do it. The next time he plays, he's still inexperienced Trey Lance. He's not suddenly experienced Trey Lance after six quarters of football, right?
1: Well, let's say Monday morning, Kyle, or maybe it doesn't happen to Wednesday, it gets announced. They're both healthy, but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start. I think people would be very, very mad at Kyle.
0: Well yeah I mean, they they would i I do kind of wonder, Kyle, just go back to the draft. Kyle always said, why would I tell anybody what I'm doing if I don't have to tell anybody what I'm doing It would not shock me if Jimmy is like doing the starting quarterback interview on Wednesday, but he's not the starting quarterback on Sunday night.
1: I don't know yeah I don't, I don't know like you're not obligated. Rules. it's a pretty big game Sunday guy,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's also just organization. Like, okay, this, is DeForest Buckner going to end up <laughs> with a big game? And, you know, like there's a lot going on for them. The We'll talk this week, I think, about what it's going to take to make the playoffs in the NFC, but they're two and
1: three. Well, they're also playing a team who's, you know, depending on what happens in the Monday night game, kind of going to be playing for their season. They're two and four, the Colts. So if you go two and five, like I'm, you're not making the playoffs in the AFC, right? Like their season is somewhat on the no. line. I mean, it's a huge game for them. Yeah. It's big for the Niners, but, like, the Colts season would be done. Two and five? Like, it's that's over. Like, so you're going to get a team throwing their best shot, and they do have good players on defense. Like, that is an area that just the last couple years, I know this year's been kind of a struggle. I didn't I, – I honestly, I saw Kevin Clark tweeted today. He's like, you could convince me that the Colts-Titans game, or, I mean, the, the Colts-Texan game, like, I, I don't even know it exists. <laughs> I didn't see a highlight. I didn't see one snap. I didn't even know it was on television. You could have convinced me that that was the game before the uh, European game. Like they just played that thing at four in the morning. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but they, you know, they beat the shit out of the Texans who were terrible. Uh, Wentz T.Y. is y. actually Hilton.
0: Play- Hilton came back. Got hurt, though. I know, but I, I, I think it's a quad. They said it's not that big of a deal.
1: You see, I, he actually did something I saw this week. He he was, like, in a press conference and, like, kind of getting emotional. He's like, I almost retired this offseason because of the injuries. And then he laughed. He's like, you know, the first guy I reached out to, probably shouldn't say this was Andrew. <laughs> but he, and Andrew helped talk him into staying and keep playing. But they are – they're a team that they're they're better than their record. Like if I told you right now the Colts instead of two and four they could be four and two, like it's not inconceivable, right? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say this. I think
0: they're more difficult to beat than you would think from their record. We'll see if Carson Wentz is over the balance of his career like a 10 ten eleven one quarterback.
1: Well, but I'm just saying the last two weeks he's been really good. He was good against the Ravens. It was like his best game in like two years. And then I mean, again, didn't see one snap of this playing the Texans. Well, I mean, he went eleven of twenty for two hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns. Today didn't even count. Well, Jonathan Taylor ran for one forty five. He did beat them last year though with the Eagles. Yes, with a bad team. Yeah. But, Nick Mullins threw two of the worst interceptions you'll ever see in that game.
0: But but you know what? Like this goes back to Trey to go to, to go back to Trey for a moment is and we haven't had a lot of this yet because he hasn't played that much. We saw a little bit of it in the preseason, but that, you know, who, who knows how much, whatever. Usually with a young quarterback who's really talented, before they're fully ready to just be the guy and do everything that you eventually want your offense to do, you do get moments out of them. And I think that's something with Trey we haven't talked about much. It's with his talent level, you are bound to get a couple of moments, right, even through whatever other trade-offs there are and there were some of those in the game more so with his legs but I I do expect you're going to get some of that with him the more he plays where maybe you're not getting 68 percent completion percentage right like you want or 67 or 66 like you want right away in 300 yards but maybe you're getting enough solid play and then a couple of throws here or there somebody tweeted I don't remember who it was today now they ended up have it he ended up throwing for 450 some yards oh it was you know it was it was eric crocker i saw tweeted about dak he's like you know his arm is fine until he has to make that one throw that it's just not fine enough to make i don't think that's i'm paraphrasing like his arm's good enough except for that one throw that you need him to make yeah he doesn't have an elite arm now in the end they won the game and he threw for 450 and i might have to take back some of what i said about mike mccarthy by the end of this year but the point is does like it.
1: 15 and two, bitches. I know.
0: <laughs> I remember when Haberman wanted to fire me after week one, 2020 against the Rams? Well, Trey's the one seed guy. Trey does have that arm. So, you know, you might get a play or two a game that makes you go, whoa, that's awesomely now, raw.
1: Now, but this is back to the quarterback thing. Playing quarterback, what Dak has right now, and he's playing, I mean, he's never been better and he's been really good. His accuracy is pretty elite. And his accuracy is touch. His feel for. And that's like. So I would. Like right now, if you said, if you could just morph Trey to become Dak Prescott, or would you just hope that he becomes what his physical attributes in the Josh Allen? You would just be, make him Dak. Right. You're
0: saying if you're <laughs> if, if I came to you as the football god and said, all right, I'll give you Dak Prescott right now, or you
1: can roll the dice and he might be like Josh yeah, Allen. I'm even saying Trey Lance stays Trey Lance, but his arm's not quite as powerful. He just turns into Dak. Right? Or you can just risk it and see if right. you can hit the for the biscuit
0: the and see if you can get Josh.
1: Because ultimately, Dak, no one, and he's awesome, no one will ever be like, yeah, he's more talented than uh, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar. Right? Right. They just won't. Hell, even Trey, it'll never go, you know, he's got a better arm than Trey Lance. But with that, you got you to gotta turn that in. Kaepernick, once upon a time, he still, in my mind, made the greatest throw I've ever seen. Oh. It was a rope to Vernon Davis, I think against Tampa, that was like 75 yards on a string. Like I don't think any human being in the league right now, maybe Josh Allen, could make the throw. What everyone always said about Jamarcus's pro day, it was like that, but in a real NFL game. <laughs> it was like uh That was better that than
0: happen? the than the one foot running towards the line of scrimmage throw to Anquan in the back of the end zone at Buffalo Wild Wings. Haberman Middlecoff watched it.
1: Well, do you remember that Earl Thomas jumped up and it went right through his hand?
0: It would yeah, like hit it, yes, yes. Not between his hands, but through his one hand.
1: Given that, yeah, that that was, a great was the NFC championship game, that's probably his most impressive throw. But, like, part of, like, really impressive throws, like, Rodgers made a million over his career. He also makes all these just other mundane, easy ones, right? Yeah. Like, part of Rodgers... Which like is most today, of the
0: throws you make.
1: Yeah. You watch him today. A lot of his... It's just, like, he's cool. We were texting about Derek Carr today. Like, you know, sometimes the Raiders aren't, like, early in the game, like, it's kind of boring. And Derek and this is a balance and you hear these older quarterbacks talking about it where you kind of come to grips with, you know, when you have a lot of talent of being like, yeah, I'll just, I'll dump it down this drive all drive long. And if we go, you know, if we don't get past the 50 yard line, I'm not going to turn it over. And I'm feeling the game out. And then as the game goes on, I can take my shots. And that is the maturation process. I think yeah. for any good quarterback help, yeah. I looked up a couple of times in Mahomes. One went through Tyreek's hands, but he threw, he still does some things like, "Whoa,
0: there, Patrick!" <laughs> well, he's got, well, he got a bunch he, of picks. Did he he threw two pick today.
1: today. He threw two. Now, one was not his fault. So we have eight now. He's got. He definitely has more than uh, he's on a pace for like twenty. Yeah, which he's normally like a
0: twelve or fourteen guy, right?
1: Yeah. Now sometimes it just works out. Remember, I, was it last year? Pff. The, the one stat that I do like, cause I always love this, like middle cuff PFF has Crosby. Like you said, it was well, just a random guy who fucking might've gone to like Texas state who love football, just jotting down no different than you DMing me that or no different than me and guy. If we just created a strategy, I'm not talking shit about them, but that's the reality. They're just giving a guy an arbitrary grade by an individual who was just 28 year old from uh Delaware. Good for that guy from, you know, getting in the sports business, but let's not act like, you know, he, he wasn't trained by uh, you, Ernie Acorsi in the scouting community. Yeah. I, you know, th- it came up, we were talking about it the other day because I had a college coach tell me that
0: they've, like, the PFF numbers that they get sometimes are way off because they'll have an offensive lineman, like, they had graded an offensive lineman with one pressure allowed, but PFF had six. And they're like, I, I, they didn't know. They're like, I think they're giving them pressures on screenplays. They couldn't figure it out. But yeah, people grade things differently.
1: Well, I, I was in the car driving back from the Valley today and I from like, I didn't get home to like 1030. So that first 30 minute window, I went to Sirius XM in 88. What 88 with the NFL channel, it actually is pretty cool on NFL game days yeah, is just oops. the red zone, but radio calls. So there's like going live to the chiefs, going live to the Rams. And it's just the radio voice of that team. Who's ever on like the, uh, the offensive, right. who's about to do something cool. It's, it's pretty sweet, you know? And they go to uh, to the Rams game, and it's JB Long. And JB dropped, uh, and it's any announcer would, but he was like, they put some guy in, and he's like, this guy was the best run-blocking tackle in the draft, or he made a comment like that. And I understand using that, but I'm sure he got that from PFF, right? Just as every announcer would get these printouts because it's good shit to use. But that is just someone at PFF, some individual gave that guy that grade. Like, there's a chance that if I went to, like, uh, John Schneider or Les Snead, and I say, did you guys have this guy as the top blocking run, blocking uh, tackle? No. He's like, no, we had him, like, top five, but he wasn't the best. He might
0: have got that stat from Les Snead. Might have been their own internal grid.
1: No, he might. I I thought – I think he was talking about the opponent. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But, you know, but it just – it clicked because I'd been thinking about PFF. We had had that conversation.
0: (laughs) Uh, By the way, Mahomes last year, six interceptions. The year before five, the year before but didn't, 12.
1: But I'm pretty sure last year it was either him or Allen or maybe both of them. Didn't he throw a bunch of interceptable balls? Well, Allen had
0: like, I remember watching this tape of like 30 interceptable balls. I mean, that was too high. But for Josh Allen, maybe Mahomes did too. But I said Mahomes is a 12
1: interception guy, but he's
0: not. He's He's a six interception guy historically. The last two years he has 11 combined.
1: Andre on YouTube says he has 15 in his last 15 games. I I when uh, I watch Mahomes, he doesn't feel like a five or six interception guy. He's he no, he like not. you know, he feels like a forty-two and twelve guy. Yes. Does you know I mean? he? Yes. He does. And there's not. nothing wrong with that. I can live with 45 and 12. I mean, Tom Brady's about to be. You know, Tom Brady might throw fifty touchdowns. Yeah. I do know that. Fifty touchdowns at 44? 50?
0: He's gonna try and throw fifty at fifty. Uh which by the way, the chat start the the not the chat, the the podcast on YouTube started today with somebody asking. Do we do? Do you want Mac Jones now? At that point in time, uh, Mac Jones had just responded to an interception with what looked like maybe the game-winning touchdown throw to Kendrick Bourne. But then the way, college... too,
1: much, way too much time on the clock, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, like it was like two and a half minutes, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, it was like it was like
1: two. It was like two twenty. Yeah, it was a lot.
0: No, I don't have any. I, I my take was never that Mac Jones sucks. Your take was never that Mac Jones sucks. So I don't have anything to rethink. I don't think here on Mac Jones, at least not yet. He was 15 to 21, 229, two touchdowns a pick. Mac Jones looks really good for a rookie quarterback. The question with Mac Jones is not is he a solid NFL quarterback in the future? The question is can he be a top 5 quarterback, which is what you're trying to get when you draft a quarterback in the top 5? Shocker. You draft a guy in the top 5, you want him to be top 5. So I'm not rethinking Mac Jones um at this point like over more talented guys like Trey Lance uh, or that the Niners should have drafted him. Any any um uh, any thoughts?
1: There's nothing like in the NBA. If you went, did, did Chris Duarte, well, he was a first round pick this year, right? Yeah. Top 15. But like, let's say the team drafted number two overall this season was like, you know, I think Chris Duarte is my favorite player in the draft. But in a million years, can we draft him at two? Right? In, in the NBA, like if you're the 15th overall pick, that's probably the equivalent in the NFL of going like mid-second round right? A top five pick in the NBA is like probably top 15, you know, because there's only two rounds. You can say, like, hey, I really thought Mac Jones was solid, but in the history of the draft, the guys with that physical skill set, they go they go in the third round. And I always say this, you know, it's like, you thought he was a third rounder? What's wrong with being a third rounder? How many humans in your lifetime have you met that are like, yeah, I was drafted in the third round of the NFL draft? <laughs> okay. that That is such a... A uh, small fraternity of men. I, I you get this a lot in the second round. You understand why so many great players get drafted in the second round every single year? because there's only so many picks in the first round. Like getting drafted in, you know past pick twenty is not a bad thing. Like that's like Bateman, the dude the the Ravens took in the first round today. Sure. I think he made his he made his NFL debut. And let's say he becomes a really good player. like he was drafted twenty seventh in the that's really, really high. Really high, and I think sometimes we, when you drafted where Trey is, and this is why the Trey conversation is so polarizing, because where are they drafted him, and then it wasn't—they weren't just sitting there; they had to trade up to get him. And it's always why, like Solomon Thomas, is the Cleveland Farrell's, the those type player. When you're drafted really, really high, quarterback or any position, y- y- it's just—it's—it's it's not the same. It's—it's just not like it. We would not talk about George Kittle like George Kittle if he was the seventh pick in the draft. Part of like what makes, maybe now, but like what made him so unique was like, you got this guy in the, or Richard Sherman, right? Your your draft status, Jeff Schwartz hammers this home. It, listen, it does not define your career, but it does change early on your career if you get more shots. Well, you get more shots. How people talk about you. You get more shots, but also the pressure that's on you, right? You have to be, a, a, a high-impact player. And at quarterback, you, you have no shot. Like, the guy you, – hell, you take a guy at 15th overall. Like, think of some of the guys that hit over, like, the last 20 years that went kind of in that, like, 10 to 15 range. Like, I think Roethlisberger was in that range. I think Flacco was in that range. I think Roethlisberger might have been, like, 11. Flacco was somewhere, like, 13 or 14. Like, you know, you got to – they're looking for you to be a starter for like a decade. I, obviously, Roethlisberger is the high end of like a Hall of Famer, but, if, you know, if, if I say, hey, he turns into Joe Flacco, you know, they'd be like, oh. yeah. even though he I'm, did have the one season where he won the Super Bowl, but I, Joe Flacco was a pretty average player,
0: right? And, and I can't help – yes. But, you know, as you watch Brady and Rodgers, and they're not the, the – I mean, you – you you can't. I don't think you can draft a guy going like maybe he'll be Rogers. That's well,
1: that's my issue that's ridiculous with the, well, that's, that's my issue people. with the that's my issue with the Josh Allen comp. It's like that, that's setting yourself up to like, hey, this guy could be the next Steph Curry. Yeah, but you know what? If he's
0: not Josh Allen, he can still be great, and no one's going. He's great, but he's not Josh Allen. Like I, I think it's just about trying to explain what you see in a skill set. I think that's what that comp really
1: means. It's like this is what a skill set is. But when you do say it. People, just fans in their mind would get yeah. in their mind. Like, I want this guy to be really sweet. No, they but I'm saying you can be run. really
0: sweet without being as good as Josh Allen.
1: Uh, yes, you can. So um, Dak, like I would take, I would take Josh Allen over Dak Prescott, but the Cowboys do not lose sleep having Dak Prescott on their team. Right. I'm just using him as an example. No, right? they
0: don't lose sleep. Let's see as time goes on though. Right. If he's Josh Allen hasn't won a Super Bowl either. Right. Like maybe he wins one this year. But he hasn't done that yet. He's already Patrick been to an Holmes. AFC. He
1: got to do an AFC championship game by his third year. It's pretty. I impressive. know.
0: I, the assumption is that eventually you get expensive. It's hard to maintain a really good team, and you have to carry us as a quarterback. And the better skilled quarterbacks can do that. That's that's why we talk about the better skilled quarterbacks that way. We'll see it, if Dak is ever in that position. Right. Right now he's putting up incredible numbers. He's going to have to
1: win playoff games. I I do remember, and I've seen far less talented quarterbacks win playoff games. For sure, I remember sitting on my couch. living here and they played remember they were the number one overall seed and they the Packers beat them in the second round they hosted it it was like they were supposed to be like this is the year they're finally gonna make it to the championship game and they lost their defense got shredded I remember I think I had an edible that day thinking like god Dak Prescott he was awesome and that was his rookie year and I I do trust you know I've come around on him big time but I, I just think I've seen him in a playoff game. Sometimes you have a playoff game where you lose, but you play really well. Yeah. Right? It happened to remember Alex. Didn't Alex have the best game of his life and lost to the Colts, the Colts, <laughs> but it's, it's
0: the like great careers take a long time to develop. Great moments come as your career goes on. And so, you know, with Mac, whatever he's going to be, I don't know what Trey's going to be. I don't know. It's going to take years. You can have a good playoff game. You can have two good years and you and and you don't maintain it, or you don't develop, right? Like part of the way we talk about guys is what is next, like what comes next. I think that's for me where I missed on Garoppolo was I thought there was going to be another level to Garoppolo, and and that thing never came. That level never came.
1: Well, you didn't um, miss. That's on Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't
0: do what I knew he could do. Still hasn't. No, but um, and so, but but here's the thing with Mac is like, I am very interested to see where this goes with him. Like he is, I watch him every week, if I can, because of because in large part because of the team he's on. I give him a better chance than if he was on another team. Being him, right? But if, if the Vikings it, had drafted Mac Jones and he was playing every day, I don't know that I. Although that would actually be a pretty good team to be on too.
1: They actually, I mean, they have like the thirty-one year old. <laughs> I know version. that's a bad. Example. Sorry, I shouldn't. But, but I but I do think the comp for Cousins is a good one. If you put Kirk Cousins on Houston, right? Put him on the Jags on some of these bad teams it would look pretty ugly. But you put him with Jefferson, Thielen, they have multiple running backs. Like, they're, when you watch the Vikings on offense, you just go, God, this thing is powerful. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think Mac, like, ultimately Josh and Trey and Mahomes and Herbert and Lamar, obviously you want to surround them with as many elite players as you can. But, like, if they do have to play a couple games with some random Joe Schmo, like, they can still look sweet when they're on. Where Mac, like, they're going to have to do a good job, which they really you know, have struggled to draft skill guys, definitely receivers to get good players. Like is his best wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne, you know, like, I mean, part of it is like he was equipped and the cousins is excelling because he has one of the best young receivers. I would imagine statistically through however many 16 games and five more we've probably ever seen. And Thielen is just a top, what would you say? Like 20 wide receiver in the league. And Dalvin Cook's a top two or three running back, and Madison is Madison is easily one of the better backups. Like, their their team is equipped for Cousins to excel, and he is. But you have to, like, ultimately with Trey, and you see this with Mahomes, like, they have Hill and Kelsey, but, like, they, they throw a lot of other, like, uh you know, 12, 13, and 14 number guys that you don't. Is that Pringle, or is that Hardeman? You just, they're not really. Those guys aren't great. But Mahomes... And even Herbert hell Dak's doing it with this Wilson guy number one. Like, can you make a guy, even though Wilson, but that guy just might be good. Uh, can you make guys, kind of random guys, look better? Jacoby Myers is by far and away the
0: most targeted receiver on the Patriots, by the way. Forty six targets. Hunter Henry has twenty six. Kendrick Bourne
1: has twenty two. Do you know what round Jacoby Myers was drafted in? I do. It wasn't he was undrafted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Problem. Do you think that's why Tom's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I'll see you later, Bill. <laughs> Did you, there were some more uh, details
0: of that excerpt of uh, the stuff we already do. Remember Barrows or uh, Mayoko had written some of what came out of the book. Better to be feared about As the, the book, Niners.
1: The book's released now. The huh? book,
0: uh, yeah. And there were just some additional details just in terms of like, you know, uh, maybe they've been out in other parts, but going to Kraft's house and saying, I'm leaving. And then he called Bill, and wanted to meet and Bill was, Bill couldn't meet, but he talked to him on
1: the phone. <laughs> Can you imagine 20-year partner? You can't meet in person. That's pretty nice. Bill's pretty big curmudgeon. I mean... look like, like someone bumped him on his nose, like a helmet to the nose. Yeah. I don't know what that he's, was. He's two and four. I mean, he can't be a happy camper.
0: Uh, Mr. Superfly on YouTube says, Jimmy has a 60 PFF grade. Trey's got a 59. It's neck and
1: neck no one even knows what that stuff means though. And they, people love throwing it out. It validates your opinion or it argues for what you, you know, it goes either way. It's like you can crush. If you disagree with what I'm saying, or you can validate, you know, your side.
0: Uh, John Friday was nose hair day for me. Manscaped.com promo code ham. Get the performance package 4.0. It's available right now. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com
1: slash ham. Yep. Uh, Say uh, trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny. How about that Halloweeny <laughs> with Manscape? Did I get that same uh, co- copy? I, I think I think I, forward, I think I forwarded it to you. I just looked oh. at their call to action. I was like Halloweeny. That's a good one. I love a good Halloweeny. You want to keep your Halloweeny um, clean? That's where Manscape comes in. Or your your nose hairs. Your can you th- stick that into your ear? It might be risky. I don't. They did not say to do that. Uh, yeah. Do not do that. Uh, Manscape dot promo code ham. Uh, obviously the lawnmower, I mean, they're, they're on the 4.0 now we've had, we've been in business with Manscaped the 2.0, the 3.0, the 4.0, they kick ass the nose hair thing though, that, that little, uh, yeah, what's it called? The rotary dual edge blade of uh, nose technology. hair trimmer? Yep, nine thousand RPM, John's. It, it really is. Jones. As someone who's been tweezing for a long time and just crying, you know, every other week with just tears. God, it's so painful. A weed whacker. And, yeah, you just called. get the you just get the weed whacker. It, it works, and you don't even feel it. I, I got a little nervous doing it, and you're like, God, all manscaped stuff is just so good. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability
0: to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave. And the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim throughout with different guard length sizes one through four. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM right now at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Code HAM at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Code HAM. Unlock your confidence. Use the right tools for the job. Treats, no tricks. Uh, manscaped.com promo code Ham. Yeah, get your Halloweeny ready for Halloween. <laughs> do not open the door and then have people reach in like. No, uh, do not, do not. SNL, pick in a box. <laughs> Candy, <laughs> <laughs> Hot dogs. Uh, John, this podcast also brought to you by Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. You post, you screen, you interview, all on Indeed. Bam. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications. Schedule the complete video interviews with your Indeed dashboard. Go to Indeed.com right now. Indeed.com.
1: Yep, guy. A franchise quarterback won't shine without an all-pro O line. Sorry. uh, when you're building a championship team, you're only as good as your teammates and you need help. And that's where Indeed comes in. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people. With instant match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. And you uh, you can even invite them to apply right away. It's, it's very, very easy. Uh, 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor a job post according to indeed data how about that Whoa. uh get started right away 75 five dollar sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ham get 75 five dollar credit at indeed.com slash ham indeed.com slash ham offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed indeed.com slash ham urban meyer got a win john
0: did you see did you see Trevor Lawrence had his arm around Urban as they were waiting for the field goal to go through the upright and by did you see I mean did you see the the replay and the highlight not did you see it live
1: how many snaps of that game did you watch not one not I a single a, snap i got a text like Brian Flores is screwing this up i'm like yeah i'm not the, zero of my emotion goes towards dolphins uh jags that's what what are we doing to the euros why, why well we they got a good game like, it turned out they don't know that's the beauty they don't even know You're right. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. If it was a close tight game, they don't like when they send, you know, man, U over and then they, none of their star players play. Does anyone know? I remember Manchester, Man City or Man U with Ronaldo came to the Eagles my first year there. And I was like, I'm going to go work out when they're working out. I just want to see Ronaldo in person. And it turns out it's like the D team. It's like, this is, this is what is going on here. You're selling the, you're selling out the link and you're not even bringing the star. You can't tell me, you know, Lady Gaga's performing and then Lady they, Gaga doesn't show up. They could have put a guy
0: out there in a Ronaldo jersey and like 90% of people wouldn't have known. Like, oh, I not an, I,
1: I might not have 100% known, but uh yeah, give urban just very Miss Flowers. Did, did you see like one of the post-game shows or ha- ha- halftime shows I just had on like either Raider game at halftime, they showed the the video of him like you know, talking to the team like it just feels it just you know, doesn't what feel was right. Saying? What's well, he just, you just, you know, never take for granted how lucky we are to work in this game type deal. Turn that camera get, off! Yeah, and then he dropped like, we got a guy right here and he points one of the best owners in the league. It's like, oh my God, Urban, you're such a cheese ball. And then the guy goes, th- there's a player, grabs a ball and drops a, this guy's going to have a lot of these coming up, first win. And I'm like, he's giving a game ball to Urban? And then he's like... He's going to be one of the best players in the league one day. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. I need to give. Urban well, someone's supposed ball. to give a
0: game ball to Urban, right? He's the head coach. That's his first
1: NFL win. You got to get the game ball. Your first yeah, NFL N- win as a head coach. That to me is probably the owner has to do it in that situation. Yeah, I mean, was, there's
0: more than one ball. You're right. The owner should do that.
1: I would imagine maybe it already has. But like when the Raiders things go viral, that they give Rich a game ball. Right? Yes. <laughs> there's more than one ball got, got used that day. There's more than one game
0: ball. I would have would not surprise me if Derek is the one that does that one. Or maybe well, it's, Mark. it's, Mark. Kind, it's kind of side. like
1: captains. Do you notice like if you've watched enough of these things that get tweeted out from, from, I, I guess it happens in college too, but it, in pros, it's, it's very prominent, right? The game balls, you make it up as you go. Like I need another ball. Like you, there's not like two game balls. It could be seven game balls. It could be one game ball. Like you, you just McVeigh's always doing that. Like I think I'm going to need another game ball. <laughs> you just you just make it up on the fly.
0: Do you think uh, Mark Davis, Talk to Mike Shanahan at the game.
1: Uh, yeah. Like, hey, like hey, Mike. Mike.
0: Shanahan. Hey, Mike. Well, I know it created a problem. Hey, Mike. Do you think Mike when was you... like, hey, uh, well, you know, just so you know, I think Rich is a great special teams coach.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, if I, I I could easily go for uh, I color this hair back, I I look uh, I'll look fifty five before you even blink. You think there comes a time when he just went like, what am I even coloring this for every two weeks? Must Doesn't be. even matter. Must have. He does have a great full head of hair. Yeah. It's just completely all white. It's very thick. Didn't see Kyle there. Maybe, I mean, he has to work tomorrow. We got work to do, John. Tough travel. We got work to do. Uh, Ed Ogeron, John, is going to
0: coach LSU, but not beyond this year. Bruce Feldman wrote that LSU is expected to pay his entire buyout, I, which is $17 million. I saw somebody else suggest that maybe they wouldn't, but if you're him you you're making them pay the entire buyout his record at lsu was 49 and 17 including 13 and 5 against top 10 teams say it again 49 and 17 record 30 uh,
1: 13 and 5 against top 10 opponents he has not been as bad i think as people talk about him
0: no but i think much like you project quarterbacks you're projecting that it's only going to get worse Pete Thamel wrote, according to a source, it's one of those things where no one wanted to be there. The players didn't want to play for him. The coaches didn't want to coach for him.
1: That's pretty telling. And I, I, I do think Pete Thamel, uh, you know, an old school journalist, wouldn't just throw that out based on one person. Like, I think that's probably the sentiment, right? Because you, you, you always say, and most people do, like you could always find someone to say something. Right. But I don't think he would, and I know him a little bit. Like, that's pretty crazy that he's that hated. And I actually at the party I was at on Saturday night was just through a mutual, my cousins, one of his best friends has, has worked with Ed and Lane and all these guys. And I mean, love, like, likes Lane and love Sark and like all the guys, guys, he did not like Ed. And I, I've heard different experiences from people that have worked with Ed. I, You know, I don't. I don't think it's the easiest human to be around. Now, and then there's other stuff reporting that, like, he's just the horniest coach ever and he's just chasing women left and right. He got a divorce. I I do just wonder when Sabin is the guy in your conference and that's kind of the bar. I, I remember Ed Manowitz, who we hired from Alabama, I remember it's always asking him Nick Sabin questions. And he's like, "The I've never seen Nick not like, he changes immediately when he comes to the office after practice, like puts it back on his slacks and his collared shirt, like from his practice uniform. He's like there, he gave me a story. The only time I've ever seen him come out of the office, not dressed is like a coach had pissed him off and he came to scream at him and he ran out of the office without his socks on, just just no, no socks, just barefoot. And everyone was like, knew he was hot. Like you just, Nick's just so buttoned up, <laughs> but he just lost it. Yeah. And this is, you know, a decade ago, probably but it just shows you, like, I, I just wonder, your rival, your LSU, your rival is Alabama. And it's just like, this guy, that's who you just, like, can we just ever, because he did take him down, right? He beat him two years ago. But then in that, remember the post-game deal when he's like, roll tide, what? Fuck you. And the dude was, you know, it was like Clyde had the Instagram live going, <laughs> you know, and like they're all dancing. Because it was an incredible win. He say this for him. He coached one of the greatest teams in the history of college sports, right? He did. He absolutely did. Um, but I do think it's he's old, he's, a, he's, he's old too. You know, he's not like it's not like he's 48. I, mean, I bet he's like 60.
0: No, he's not 48. Re- reading some of what, uh, that Kevin Clark excerpt, reading 60. some of these, this Pete Thamel, Bruce Feldman stuff, um, you know, like in college football, especially the 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 head coaches are the faces of the franchises, not the players.
1: Right. The players Trevor
0: the Lawrence teams. is come and go. Yeah. And like when you're like look at Brady, I think part of what people want from a leader, if they are the one leading you while you're winning, is is it's hard to have some restraint when you're as when you when you're as rich as he is, when you feel like you're on top of the world, when you could, I guess just bring any woman around the facility that you want. I, it's not a moral issue that anybody would have with that. There's there's nothing immoral about it, right? It's more just about, I think, at the highest level. I mean, Jimbo got divorced, started be, wearing
1: Ed Hardy t-shirts.
0: Yeah, that's right. You've got to be able, I think, when you when you get all the fame and all the fortune to also show the people that you're leading just a little bit of understanding that as a leader, my standard of self-control, my standard of how I'm perceived, my standard of, Uh, How hard I work like all that stuff is far more important to me, maintaining control over this organization than all this other stuff. And if it starts to look like you're enjoying the fame and the fortune more than you are the leadership and the winning, then you lose everybody quick. And I don't really know. The thing with with Ed is like, was Ed the defensive coordinator? No. Was he the offensive coordinator? No, he had two offensive coordinators. Remember that? So, yeah. what was it that he did? Well, leadership was the thing, apparently.
1: Organizational leadership, recruiting. It was known as like one. Oh, of Well, yeah, I count that recruiting. as
0: I count. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, and rec- but you know, I I think there's an element of like you can't look like you're a you're a kid who just
1: got out of out of high school
0: and is living on his own for the first time when you're the leader
1: of the LSU Tigers. Because he felt like he was captain of the ship in 19, right? And then now it feels like, is he just like a frat bro mixed with also being the head football coach? Which again, you got all the money and you're on top of
0: the world. Enjoy it. If you if, the, if you want to spend those two years just living it up, enjoying, enjoying it all, then you can. But that's not how you maintain it.
1: Is there a like, chance... Brady doesn't got... say yes to
0: every red carpet invite.
1: Is there a chance that he got fired if like people loved him and he was just a really good guy... They wouldn't want him to go. It doesn't feel like he's as beloved as I thought reading some of these experts. Now, maybe I didn't think he was that beloved like this year, but like he's a Cajun. He's one of them. Like it, it feels like, no, this guy is kind of losing it. It feels like they tried to separate from him, like even representing them a little bit. I think sometimes I would say like, put
0: yourself in the position, trying to imagine being on his coaching staff or on his team. And all you see is like, you know, that sissy blue shirt? Which okay, that and that was funny. I'm not saying like I saw that it was like not a leader. Was, I'm I'm not saying that. It was pretty funny. But there's enough stuff that it's like, I don't know. Is this how, yeah, how he, started fe- he started? He started feeling like a. little,
1: Yeah, he felt a little fluffy with like out backing it up. Like you called the sissy blue shirt, and then your team got their ass kicked by those sissy blue shirts. Yeah. I honestly, I, the moment he got his ass kicked by UCLA. I, I thought he was in major trouble because of the way that anyone with any juice around that program or paid the way that those people would look and talk about UCLA and chip Kelly, whether it's fair or not, they would look down upon that program and like what they stand for and just chip the, and then we get shoved around by them. Like it's, that to me was a sin of a football sin that was going to be tough for it. And then the embarrassing part of him, like, and Ed's pumping his chest out, he's walking in the Rose bowl and then he gets fucking clowned. By Chip, who runs a softer offense? Yeah,
0: look, uh, well, but they don't this year. Like they run the the shit out of the ball this no, year. I, but,
1: I, I, yeah. No, they've always run the ball. I just mean, like, I just think those guys view like you right. know, spread running but game as like an offense that we should be able to shove around. I'm not trying to do like I think if we really
0: took you not to back to last year, I think you probably had that thought last year because I know I did. I had the thought last year. I don't think Eddie O is going to be the coach of LSU very long. They went five and five last year. Now, it was know, a but challenging was, year at all. It yeah. went five and five. Now, they've beaten Florida now two at least two years in a row because they beat Florida last year. Florida was the number six team in the nation when they beat them. Yeah, I think he owns Florida. He definitely beat them three years ago. Uh, well, last year, Ole Miss LSU was 53-48. He has a lot of incredible Lane, wins
1: on his resume. He does.
0: Well, you just play a lot. If you win – if I said you're a 500 SEC coach, you'd be like, well, shit, you must have won some incredible games in some incredible places. Got fired after three years because you only won 500, but holy smokes, you probably beat some good teams and good coaches.
1: Well, you you probably – if you just get – if you last five or six years in the SEC, you probably knock off a top-10 team. Yeah. Right? So here comes Lane now, who I – to me, if you're a sports fan,
0: if you give – if you care 10% about college football – there was only one thing that you want to have happen this off season: it's Lane Kiffin takes the LSU coaching job, and they play this week. Lane, who just went out there at Ole Miss, Tennessee was waving to the fans. They're throwing golf balls at him, mustard bottles, and uh, and they want he went in there and won. Now they're hosting. I would imagine. I mean, they're a top. I think they're ranked 12th today, 12th or 13th in the AP poll. I would imagine well, they're, LSU. They're is six rocking. and one.
1: If if Lane goes. 11 and one he's already lost to bama so he's already got that game out of the way uh i don't see i don't know if they play georgia won't he be potentially the number one candidate for lsu
0: well i you know i think jimbo might be the number one candidate depending
1: on they just gave him 700 million dollars
0: well yeah i'm not saying he's gonna take the job i'm saying if we got lsu's ad's list i bet you know i don't know if he knows jimbo was there i don't know if it's the Scott Woodward, is he the same AD? But I it wouldn't shock me if Jimbo was at the top of his list. I agree. Yeah. I just
1: don't know if it's possible for him to leave with them, you know. Maybe I it, mean, there,
0: it would be an all time payout by LSU to pay Eddie O 17 million to pay whatever buyout is for, for Jimbo and then to pay Jimbo more money than
1: AM's paying him.
0: It'd so be Ole like a $160 has,
1: million dollar investment. <laughs> Ole Miss, I mean they play LSU, they get him at home, they go at Auburn. Auburn's not bad. That's gonna be a tough game. Liberty joke, actually not a joke. No,
0: but they just, they were a 35 and a half point favorite this week to somebody and lost.
1: Uh, okay. With Malik, whatever the quarterback is supposed to be good. Yeah, They get A&M at home. Then they get Vandy and Mississippi state. Like more than likely I would say he's going 10 and two, potentially 11 and one. And I think if, if Jimbo's not even possible, it just might be one of those like, Hey, listen, I would come, but they paid me so much money. I can't yeah. get out of it. I'm stuck here. Fuck, we're pretty good. I'm, I think I can just build LSU here. I, I think that their fan base would just be like, well it's just hire Lane. We know he works." Here's the I thing: saw, I, I, like Sark lost this week to Oklahoma State. So no one should be shocked. Like Sark is a seven and five coach. Like this, Oklahoma is, State's like, a higher ranked team too. I, I know, but it was in Texas. But it's just. I don't think Texas thinks they should be losing Oklahoma State. Even though you're right, no, good. they don't. No, that's a good point. That I, I just people are expecting like Sark to be like maybe Lane was the better version of the two of them. Like obviously they're he's a good coordinator, but he's not a good head coach. And when I say not a good head coach, like he's just he's a solid head coach, probably he's above average, but he's not. I, I'd rather have Sark. This I would too, but I and I think, think we both would have said that if you had asked that question a year ago. Do, do you think Sark's a lock to get a second contract at Texas? No, I already make it to the end of a, the first. Is he in trouble right now? Like are people just well, thinking, let's just like, take stock knows. of
0: how things go at Texas. Well, yeah, they flip on you fast. There's no like, no, let's just, you know, let's give it a year. Jed fish won't win a game at Arizona this year, potentially, but that's fine. Let's just, right. That's m- most places are closer to that. Most places are like, it's only one year. Let's just let it play out. Texas is not one of them. And LSU is not one of them either. Who cares that you went fifteen 0 won the national championship a year and a half? You two do. Years
1: ago? You do have to appreciate how fucking crazy the SEC is. This guy won a national championship. you were listening off these stats. Can you imagine if a Pac-12 team, a coach was thirty and or thirteen and five against ranked opponents? Like most places, not even Pac-12. ACC, LSU is like, yeah, this guy's done. Get him out. The expectations at like, which I don't have a problem with. By the way, I would
0: get rid of Ed Ogeron, too.
1: Me too. But I would just say LSU, what Alabama will be for the foreseeable future post, Nick. Ohio State, I'd say those three programs. And then Texas thinks they're one of those guys. They're not, but they operate like that because their money's no issue. It's pretty nuts. Like Clay Helton somehow lasted six years.
0: By the way, number one game I got to uh, Game Pass this week. We never do this as a segment because Ravens Chargers. 34-6. to That might be Monday morning's Game Pass game. I just think the Ravens are pretty good. I think Lamar kind of just... nineteen to twenty-seven, one sixty-seven, one touchdown, and two picks. It's a weird <laughs> it game. What the hell what in that game. What was Herbert's line? Twenty-two to thirty-nine, one
1: ninety-five, one touchdown, one pick. I do think West Coast teams. You just you know it, it could happen against a really good team. It could also happen against a bad team. You're just bound to lose that travel game.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at the stats going. How did the Ravens score thirty-four points today? We th- did. Herbert throw pick sixes or anything? And he had one pick. Let's see. Scoring. Latavius. Touchdown. Le- wait, Levion Touchdown. <laughs> Justin Tucker. Field goal. Jared Cook. Touchdown. Failed two point. Mark Andrews. Nine yard touchdown. Tucker field goal. Freeman. I think I knew Levion was on the team, but I didn't know he was playing. That is Latavius and Devante Murray, right? Uh, L. Murray on the Ravens is Latavius. Yeah, it's Latavius steve steve on the stream says you guys were talking about giving out game balls i saw the cards owner gave literally one to everyone staff players game ball
1: see that's I, I, that's my favorite part about game ball you just make it up you're like oh uh to the trainer billy what a week he had he just had his first child give him one and the players were like Woo! if if you're giving game balls that means you've won and you can say anything in that locker room and get an applause anything like we got to give it out for james the equipment guy he had all your guys' cleats ready to roll in this snow game. We needed the yeah. extra long cleats. He was ready. Our travel secretary, runway A, was closed. He got us over to runway B. Give a give it a round of applause.
0: <laughs> I did. I was doing a couple weeks ago. You remember when Washington State came to play Cal? Did I tell yeah. you this? They landed yeah. on the wrong runway in Oakland. Had to had to take off and then land again on the correct runway. How does that happen? Wow.
1: That's crazy.
0: All right. On that note, big week ahead, everybody.